The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Mark Amtower of Amtower and Company, which is entirely responsible for its content. This is Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Every week, author, speaker, consultant Mark Amtower gives you his take on what's going on in the world of federal marketing. Now, your host, Mark Amtower. Welcome to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. I'm Mark Amtower. I'm here today with uh, with two of my favorite people in the market, Joanne Wojtek, the program manager for NASA Soup, and Marcus Fidelli, former soup worker, now at Red River. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Uh, uh, let's start with Mr. Fidelli. Uh, tell people who you are and a little bit about your uh, your history. Um. Well, my uh, my history is, as you mentioned, um, I've been in the industry for about 17, 18 years, um, and I have uh, worked – I'd worked with Joanne for six years um, with, in Soup 4, uh, and then I had moved to industry. I currently work at Red River as a sales manager there. Okay. Um, Joanne? I'm Joanne Wojtek. I'm the uh, NASA Soup Program Manager, as mentioned. I've been working at NASA for 41 years, and I've been the manager since 99 for the uh, Soup contracts. And how, how long, <clears throat> pardon me, you were there for Soup 1, yes? I have been there since the beginning in, uh, in 93, and um, it, Worked with the uh, the team that that began Soup. Yes. Yeah. So ninety three. So um, I was speaking last fall at the APMP uh, National Capital Area Conference. I was the last person speaking that day, and it was the day of your anniversary party. So I leave Northern Virginia in a rainstorm in the middle of rush hour to bust my butt to get over to your 25th anniversary party. And it only took me two hours. <laughs> but I wouldn't miss it for the world. So, Soup, 25. Um, give us a little perspective there. Uh, well, there's a lot of perspective with 25 years. Um, we've um, w- always wanted to uh, be the, the innovative was part of our, our goals from the beginning. We wanted to make sure that we were doing the best for our customers. Um, we had a great uh, three guys who started the, the program and uh, have been fortunate to have staff and, and, and support to continue to make it a growing uh, adventure um, as more and more agencies use us um, and we continue to, to increase our capabilities and functionalities and um, and support for the government and for and for industry too. Okay, but o- over that time, and we're we're going to take a deeper dive into this. Soup has evolved. It's always been primarily a product vehicle, uh, IT products, and now uh, definitely services to go with those products. Yes, but um, the the overall growth of GWAX. Uh, I saw a Bloomberg report. The just last week on the growth of GWAX over the last five years, Soup has been steadily growing literally since day one. So you've been yes. leading that particular charge, uh, sometimes not so quietly, sometimes under the radar. Yes, we've been uh, growing about 20% a year for the past few years, um, so um, showing a definite 
positive nature to since we're based on customer satisfaction and we must be doing the right thing to keep our customers happy and make sure that we're giving them what they need in terms of not just the products and services that they can purchase but the um, ability to, to find what they need to um, to get information about about what's available out there we've added even information that doesn't necessarily apply just to soup but we try to support the entire IT acquisition uh, world and um, and including CIOs and and the uh, end user. Um, so um, the entire spectrum. I'm going to add in there, Mark, Please. On, on that, that, that you know, I, I 20% growth, the, how impressive that is, right? But also what it's rooted in, which is um, consistency, right, and leadership of the, of the program. Um, if you look at soup one, two, three, four through five, as you mentioned, it, it continues to evolve from the scope um, and, and the different types of product-related services that can go through the program, but also in the service offering that, that Soup provides to the various agencies. Um, and as jo- Joanne mentioned, the, the different functions and features that are provided that help them do their job and get them the best value. Um, I think that one of the things that makes Soup stand out is that consistency, there's never been a doubt, right? Soup's great. Soup's been great. Yeah. It'll continue to be great. Right. Um, and I think that is <clears throat> one of the things that, that that make this program so good. Well, yeah, uh, one of Lord knows how many different things that make it attractive, not just to the buying community, but to the selling community. So if you're an OEM in the IT arena uh, and you have any foothold in the government – the likelihood is you have partners on soup. So, uh, and if you don't, <laughs> you're probably missing a pretty significant uh, venue. Right. Well, and, and, and I think that, Joanne, you know, you'll speak to this better than I will, but, but I think that as soup has evolved um, and as the scope has evolved, you know, you think about how IT has evolved as well, how it's bought, the technology itself. Um, Soup has enabled those transactions. It's continued to bend and flex with the way the market changes, and they're still able – those OEMs, you know, uh, resellers, service providers, they're able to continue doing business through the vehicle. The vehicle is, has not become irrelevant. It continues to, to evolve with the market. Right. One of the cool stats that that brings up in, in my mind that, um, is that we have – 140 contracts, but we have 6,500 companies that have products and services on Soup, which is actually, I believe, more than the GSA schedules. 6,500? 6,500 different companies um, we touch. So um, we both, as as mentioned, we both touch the um, government because we we actually have every single government agency using us, um, but we also – you know, are, are, are dealing directly with 6,500 or indirectly with 6,500 companies. Um, and that's a pretty, sometimes pretty uh, mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's daunting. But, you know, and, and we'll, we'll get to this later on, too. When a new company enters the market, when there's a new product to come into the fold, uh, Soup has always offered the fastest tech refresh uh, in, in the government market, Absolutely. period. Right. Uh, and and not just you know by days or week. I mean, you guys flip it in hours, and nobody else comes close. Marcus and I were joking about this. We'll leave that alone. Um, but uh, but you know, and and this this is uh, this is why we're doing the show today. Joanne usually comes on about what about once a year yes. when you're not in a compete <laughs> mode, right? Um, 
So, but when when I went to the party, Marcus and I went off to the side, and I said, you know, we 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 got to do a show because twenty five years is is a hell of a long time in government time for a single vehicle to be in place. Um, Absolutely, notwithstanding, and 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 coming back to the to you know the the consistency I mentioned earlier, the leadership, and and I know that you know, you don't want me to to talk about you, but but you know the fact is the leadership that the program she has with the program, mm-hmm. um, but also within the market, you know that leadership transitioned into Soup's leadership, and and the way that it as a GWAC, um, as a as a strategic sourcing vehicle. Um, is used around all the different federal agencies, and and she has the vision to make sure it's relevant. Right. So, um, but again, you know, go go back to the party. The reason I wanted Marcus here when I interviewed Joanne about this is he has a pretty unique perspective on this, having been at Soup for what about seven years? Yeah, that's right. And and then flipping to industry and your first job outside of soup was at unisys correct helping run their gwac program correct so you you got that view from both sides and then after unisys i think you found a permanent home at red, at, river. Uh, red river correct yeah so cool shop to be in absolutely um and and again one you know there's a couple of stories that i tell when i'm talking to clients about soup or when i'm talking about gwacs in general Worldwide Technology has been on Soup since to Soup 2. They were a tiny 8A at the time, and they are now a major, not-so-small player. Uh, Red River is following down that same path, leveraging the vehicle. You know, and I won't say it's exclusively Soup, but for WWT, it was very largely Soup in the early days that helped them grow. Um, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, I'm going to talk, uh, or we're going to talk, about uh, uh, various types of communication that that uh, Soup uses. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. I'm here today with Marcus Fideli of Red River and Joanne Wojtek, program manager for the NASA Soup GWAC. Um, we were touching on uh, small business uh, at the end of the last segment. Marcus, you had a couple of things you wanted to say. Mark, I think it's important to highlight how effective Soup is at allowing small companies to grow up in the industry. Um, it Once you learn, you don't even have to be on the contract, right? You can be, work through contract holders and learn Soup and learn federal contracting. But as a prime – um, really getting into the game, having access, direct access to all those customers and their requests um, from 80-plus agencies, I think it is, Joanne. It's, it's, you know, everyone, most everyone. No, it's everyone. It's everyone. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, most. The, the, the fact is, I mean, you mentioned WWT we, earlier. We you mentioned, you know, obviously Red River. Um, there's been a lot <clears throat> of exponential great growth by small businesses utilizing the soup contract. Right. Well, you know, Sword and Shield we were talking about during the break. Um, uh, a bunch of others, but there's there's a lot of reasons for that too. So, Joanne, um, I I don't go to many of these, but when you hold your soup educational forums for the vendors, I go even if I'm not speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you know, and I go because I want to see who's there and I want to see how you're educating these people, and you you get quite granular 
on tactics for these people to to use. Yeah, and, and we um, one piece that you may not realize because it just happened in the past few months is we've we've added a new team um, to our, our staff, the industry team, um, to go beyond. We have always had. Well, not always, but we were the first contract vehicle, I believe, that had a contract holder relationship manager, which is actually the term that we um, coined, um, set up. And that's been for many, many years. And just in the past few months, we've added in an industry team to focus on all those companies that aren't contract holders so that we can educate them not just at, at an event, but throughout the um, time period of um, buying season and buying time. Yeah. And, and I think let's expand on that for a second. I mean, Industry team, uh, the, the value of industry, and and soup recognizing the value of industry. Um, in my time there, uh, and also obviously post soup, uh, I've completely recognized the uniqueness that soup has in valuing the vendors and the the, the industry perspective, and always allowing um, industry to have a voice, ask questions. And, and solicit feedback as, hey, this works, that works. Joanne will not implement a change to the system without running it by – well, I guess in most cases, if it, if it impacts industry, she makes sure she runs it by the contract holders at a program manager's meeting to make sure that you know they either A, know it's coming, or B, this is the best way it's going to work and make sure you give us feedback if you run into problems. She's, she's always open to that, and I didn't know about the industry team. I, I know we've all – you had the charm team before, mm-hmm. um, but – once again, the evolution and as the program changes to to meet the needs, it's amazing. Yeah, and I know when Rob Cohn was at NITAC, he was emulating a lot of the uh, the things that you did: the vendor education, uh, making you know personal calls to agencies, etc. But especially, you know, he had uh, groups of industry people providing each other feedback, educating each other, as well as providing him feedback. So um, I know part of NITAC's growth during that period was in, due in part to emulating what you had already done. So, um, but but you know it, it goes beyond that. It, this 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 goes into uh, the the whole communications thing, the the whole customer experience. You have three sets of customers. First of all, you have your employees, and I don't know of too many. Uh, contract programs that have the retention rate that soup has and that's not just for the actual government employees some of whom have been there almost as long as you but for the the contractors you know people like marcus people like marcus usually are there for a couple of years to learn a few things and move on you stayed for almost seven years um that's extraordinary no, and I, I think that that i'm an exception there there's a lot of folks that that have been there a lot longer. And, and I mean, Joanne will speak more to her success and why and the relation to staff. But I think if you look at soup and the office and the program, um, the people that are behind it, both government and contract staff are what make it and their commitment to success and driving value for, for government, best value for government. Um, and, and also making sure everybody's accountable and doing things the way they're supposed to do it. It's, the employees and, and the retention there, it comes back to the leadership and, and her vision of utilizing staff and, and enabling them to do their best work in the environment they're in and towards the mission. Do so. you have any comments on this? <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I, I, uh, 
I've been very fortunate to have a, a, a highly dedicated staff that that understands the mission, that buys into the mission of of doing the best we can to make it easy to do to purchase IT services and and products um, through our contract vehicle, and they they really do buy into it and and see their part in it, and that keeps them wanting to stay there because they they can see the benefit that it's giving to. Um, to agencies um, and, and and industry, and they, they they value the feedback they get that's positive, both from myself and from from the outside world. Well, I mean, you know, soup has gotten accolades uh, from from industry forever. Uh, when I talk to people, uh, particularly you know the eleven oh two community, I teach at George Washington University. And about in the graduate school, half of my students are 1102s. So when I ask them about you know product vehicles, uh, you're you're always at or near the top of the list. So um, for for IT, obviously. Um, and, and, and Mark, to that point, you know, <clears throat> and you mentioned communications earlier. Um, I mean, when I started in Super, it was 2006, and I remember going to trade shows with Joanne, and there would be 1102s that would walk up to us and say. Swep, what what is this, right? What is what is this vehicle? And you know, here we are, twelve years later. I bet you that doesn't happen very often because the amount of communications and efforts that Joanne's organization puts into outbound marketing and communication um, is impressive and really gets the word out there, so that it's not the the vehicle that never, some people know about, right? I think everybody knows about Soup now. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, and um, so another team we we added this past year was content team um, to to have a number of, of bright, uh, I guess mostly all millennials uh, who are, who do videos and and you'll you'll see a lot more coming out of Twitter and um, and LinkedIn. I know that's Mark's favorite place and uh, Facebook. Um, we are uh, much more active there. So that is in addition to our outreach team. So it's just a team just to worry about the content that we provide and make sure that it's up to date and, and relevant and 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 easy to digest. Yeah, and and you have the soup group on LinkedIn. Yes. So if you provide regular content there, it's yet another educational forum, information sharing forum for you, not simply with the contracting community, but with the OAM community and the buying community as well. So and it's because unless you're a member of that group, you can't see the the information being shared. So I'm I'm assuming who's ever running the group for you, and I can talk to them if you like. Uh, make sure that it's either an OEM attached, an 1102, or an IT person in government, or one of your actual contractors that's asking to join. Mm-hmm. So, so th- this seems that doesn't mean kick me out of the group, though. I know you will not be kicked out. <laughs> but this this is like a, a yet another layer above. You you have you have customized trainings at each customer site, um, regardless of location, right? Yes. Um, you have trade shows and procurement shows, NCMA that you go to and present at. You're part of, um, and now it's more of a, a higher social media presence. I mean, if you haven't heard about soup. You should. You, yeah, I don't know where, what rock yeah. you're under. One, one of the speaking gigs you might want to go for this uh, this coming year is the APMP, the Proposal Management Professionals, to do a session for them on how to respond to RFPs coming out of GWAX because they they you know these are task order kind of things, but there's a lot of business there that I'm not aware that they've done a session on. So 
I can get you another speaking gig if you want. <laughs> <laughs> always, always happy to go out and 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 speak to uh, to the to the folks out there. Um, I think um, I think we are, as I said, with the industry team. That was part of why I wanted to do that was so that we'd have have a, a greater focus on on going beyond just the contract holders um, and helping out with the sixty five hundred companies and plus however many more we add. We are still adding close to um, anywhere between three and five companies a day to our list. Okay, so these are like subcontractors to your primes? So, so the, uh, or the, the OEMs? Well, OEMs more than anything. I, I, okay. the, and the 6500 does not count partners and teaming folks. I, Marcus might be able to talk more to that. If there, I, I'm assuming there are companies out there that, that like work with Red River that may not even be in the 6500 list of manufacturers. Right. But they are still affected by soup because they help them um, find you know whatever they need from there. I don't know if you... Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I think that you have soups the easy button, right? From 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 our perspective, in the sense that when we, you know, one of these new emerging companies, and you know, there's a lot of talk right now on uh, an industry right now about how Pentagon and how a lot of folks are buying, you know, the latest and greatest technology and the usage of OTAs, and I think the Air Force is doing a special event in New York City where they're they're listening to small companies that are pitching their products and they can win awards, I think, rather quickly, um, if not. That odd same day or same week or something like that. But point is, um, you know, for the last X amount of years, if you have a company that has emerging technology and they have a federal customer that wants to buy it, you know, the there's quickest easy, way is they need to call Prime right. and say, hey, yeah. uh, we need to work with you to, to sell through your vehicle. Right. Um, and that's where they're coming at. I mean, if you think of the emerging technology out there, you know, a lot of times these companies will try to figure out a way to, to win a contract themselves and they don't need to. They just need to leverage vehicles that are in place with the primes that are on the contract. Well, part so part, part of that is a lack of education right. on the on you know the OEM side of industry on how the government buys and yeah. do you really need you know eighteen F or an OTA or some sort of special exemption? No, right? Yes, generally I think, speaking, I, yeah. no. Yeah, I think that the biggest problem we have with with industry now is the ones who think they have to have a contract to work with government and they don't. They need to have a a vehicle and and soup certainly is a, is one that they should be looking at and, and are looking at to to work with because um, we provided the ability for them to not just sell their product but to have a company like Red River integrated in with other pieces of the solution that the, the uh, government needs. The government doesn't want to do ten orders; they want to do one order right. that includes the emerging technology along with perhaps some older technology at the same time. Yeah. So you need to you need to find a, a partner that will help you do that. Point. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. I'll be back with Joanne and Marcus right after this. Welcome back to Federal News Radio, uh, part of the Federal News Network. I'm Mark Amtower. I'm here with uh, Joanne Wojtek of NASA Soup and Marcus Fidelli of of uh, Red River. You can find them both on LinkedIn. Wojtek is W-O-Y-T-E-K. Fidelli is F-E-D-E-L-I. And, uh, you know, if you want to reach out and connect with them, uh, I can't tell you that they'll connect with you, but maybe. Uh, Joanne probably will. If you're in government or in industry <laughs> selling to government, she'll probably connect. Um, I'm speaking out of turn there. Um, so, <laughs> Unless you're in, yeah, as long yeah. as you're in the uh, in the world of, of where I'm at, yes. Yes, yeah. If, 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 if you play our game, we'll yes. connect, right? There you go. So I want to talk about how soup has not simply stayed at the, uh, literally, the forefront of procurement policy 
but also how you've leveraged that to evolve the vehicle. So early on, it was purely a product play, uh, workstations, actually, um, and, and you know, pretty successful from out of the gate. But um, why and how uh, – why have you leveraged procurement policy and how have you leveraged it to expand the scope of the vehicle? I don't know if I leverage procurement policy so much as I don't know it. So it helps that I'm a technical person, not a procurement person. So I just think of what, what needs to happen and, and try to figure out, make it happen. And then I have my procurement people tell me when I'm wrong. And, <laughs> and what, what you can and can't do, <laughs> yes. right? Um, so it, it, I think that's part of the, you know, and that is actually part of, of Soup's success from the beginning is we didn't, it wasn't purely a procurement vehicle. It was a technical procurement and policy. Uh, the three guys started it came from those three arenas. And we have tried to maintain that. Uh, mixture that that we look at all three. Um, I think the the, the biggest evolution in, in the past uh, few years, of course, was going from Super Four to Super Five, and I I, was, I really remember the, the day I sat down with our CIO at, at Goddard at the time and said, "So, would you like to like know what's being bought through our contract? Because there's there's something good and bad about if I have that information." And he says, "Oh, absolutely." And I said, "Oh." And, and and then I also listened to our, our customers, and our customers kept saying, well, why can't you do, like, more services, and why can't you do more of this? And, and so it's a lot of listening to our customers, listening to the CIO, you know, my, essentially my boss, um, and saying, what what are the things that, that we can do better and do more of, and then try to evolve from there. Um, and that's kind of how we follow through that. Um, so a lot of the changes recently have been around the area of, Providing a more complete agency strategic solution, not just a I'm going to buy a workstation or a, a, a PC. We can still do that. We still do a lot of that, but um, and and we're seeing that happen in our numbers in that the average order size is increasing um, because people are doing more bundling and more and more strategic purchasing versus just a onesie twosie types of purchase. Um, so it's it's watching where where our, our customers want us to go. And then as we hit, if we can do it within a, a soup uh, period, that's fine. Or, or during a transition, like from four to five, we were able to make some major changes um, in that, in that area. Okay. And you, you've also been successful in capping the program uh, as far as the number of primes goes. I mean, I think you ended up with more than you really wanted on five. I don't expect to comment there. Um, but you know, kind of is what it is, but you're still, uh, a manageable number of contractors. And from, uh, from my perspective, when I'm talking to companies about targeting soup six, and I'm already talking to companies about that, I'm saying, you know, educate yourself now, partner with a company on the vehicle, start learning the vehicle. So you're more properly positioned to go after it when it emerges, because it will emerge. Uh, of this, I am very confident, uh, and I plan on being around here when it does. So, um, but your your ability to make sure there are no or few non performers as primes on your vehicle is extraordinary. Yeah, and, and we, we, we can now say after finally uh, last year we finally had the one order for one of our companies. Every company that got an award got had at least one order through our contracts, even though it was 140 companies. Um, so that was um, 
that that, that was quite satisfying. We, we like to see that. Um, I, I would also say that while it was a large number of companies, it also showed up in the fact that our, our non-response rate to RFQs, which was my main concern in Soup 4, um, was halved, if not more, by having that many more companies available. And the competition is is greater. Same time, I would I would caution companies to think, remember, that's 140 companies out of 6,500 who work with us. So find where you belong within the Soup universe, which is not the same as the GSA universe. The GSA schedules are get a contract for what you do. Soup is more focused on getting integrators who will find the companies to bring on to their contracts. Right. Correct. So, and and do you have an education process for that as well? So, um, well, we, we do have our, our industry days. We'll have one hopefully in the spring in D.C. Um, and um, where we, we will talk to industry. We also have it if anybody in, out there in industry goes to the uh, NCMA, National Contract Management Association World Forum. Um, in, in the summer, we'll have a, we have a soup forum day that includes industry outreach in, as part of that. Um, and, and we do webinars throughout. Um, and as I mentioned, building the industry team, the whole goal is to, is to find better ways to reach out. Um, we've done talks at, um, at various um, industries. And I know we recently, for example, Motorola at their sales event. Um, we've been to Cisco. We've been to Ingram Micro, um, you know, whether it's a distributor or a manufacturer. Any, anyone who wants to be educated will find a way to educate them. Right. And, and I, I would to add to that from the industry side, um, you know, Joanne has a program manager uh, and a deputy program manager at all of her primes that she communicates with and makes sure they have all the information of what's relevant and, and when all these events are going on. On our side, if we run across somebody in industry who really wants to learn more about soup beyond what we're telling them and how to work with us, we point them to those industry days and we point them to the soup events um, so that they know they can go get the information directly from soup. Um, but I know also, obviously, industry does a lot of of, uh, of education as well to help people understand how to use the contract and, and work through it. You participated a couple of times. Uh, I think three years I did a uh, – a session at 930 Gov mm-hmm. on GWACs and IDIQs. And if you couldn't be there, Darlene was there. So we'd have like uh, uh, three or four panelists from, you know, GSA and NITAC and SOUP and and uh, be in front of both communities because 930 Gov attracts both feds and, and vendors, more feds than vendors. But um, – uh, and and I thought that was a pretty good session, but you know it's only an hour. How much can you convey in an hour? Yes, <laughs> um, Mark. I want to back up to a point that you mentioned uh, about Joanne and how it's evolved, and Joanne, how you mentioned your technical background, and and I think that's such a key piece of what has what has helped Soup remain at the forefront here because you have the rules and regs, you have what industry's doing, you have what other government agencies are doing, and then you have a technical mind who's saying. Here's the way it's evolving. Here's the way the market's moving. How do I make this work? How do I make this work for industry, for best value for government, for the American taxpayer? And, and, and th- there's always a, a way that Joanne's trying to, to find that. And, and that is and, and essentially what I think has made the program continue to, to be a leader in the GWAC IDIQ field. My motto is I'm often happy and never satisfied. <laughs> I've I've heard you say that yes. before. <laughs> I, I think I heard you say it at your 25th anniversary party. I'm, I'm sure I have. It's, it's definitely it's definitely a rule of, of thumb, and I I I, you know, I appreciate Marcus's 
uh, comments because it is truly a part of, of, as you mentioned, our evolution. How do we, why do we evolve? Because we're always looking for what, there's always something better we can do. And, and there's always more information we can get out there and, and better ways to, to communicate with our customers um, while still getting the best value for everybody and not, and, and not getting tied up in, in, in the, perhaps a, the standard way of doing things. Um, the last thing anybody on staff should ever tell me is, well, everybody else does it that way, so why don't we? It's like, well, that's why we don't do it that way. <laughs> We're going to do it the other way. Good answer. <laughs> and, and, you know, to that point, it's a relief from an industry side, from my opinion, I guess, um, in that other agencies are starting to recognize that. And they're starting to leverage the vehicles that are in place with such forward thinking um, that already is work looking at pricing and supply chain management. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, hey, let's not create our own. Let's use something that works and works well and has consistently worked well. Um, that's refreshing. I'm, I'm happy to see more of those headlines uh, in the in the in the press recently. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you're going to emulate anything uh, uh, contract-wise, soup is a great place to start. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. We shall return and wrap up right after this. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. I'm here wrapping up with Marcus Fidelli of Red River and Joanne Wojtek, Program Manager of Soup. Joanne, um, you know, we, we've talked about a lot of the things, Soup turning 35. How many, what, what was the uh, uh, final dollar for FY18 through Soup? Um, it was somewhere around $5.3 billion, So you uh, broke for, the big five. Yeah. Well, well, if you take new orders plus mods to, to existing orders, it was 5.3. Yes. Cool. Um, what else is new at, at Soup? I know you, you've done a lot to the website to add to the overall market education, but what else is new there? So um, one of the things that, that I felt, especially over the past year, defined soup that we haven't always talked about is information, that, that we're, we're not just, a, again, a, just a contract vehicle, but one of our goals is to provide information to our customers and to industry. And part of that is driven by customers coming to us and asking us a question, and we're like, well, why are they asking us that? And one question we get is, well, is everything on soup fed beyond compliant? And I realized that that was not, knowing, knowing that that's not a a, a statement that you can answer because FedRAMP is not a uh, all-encompassing um, terminology. It's it's meant for specific um, cloud services. Has to go through certain criteria. Has to be authorized by the agency. There's a whole lot that goes into what what three what, three steps before. Yeah. <laughs> well, plus plus different plus. steps and, and different yeah. variations of that. And so we, I said, well, why, why aren't they seeing this in the uh, in, in the world? And, and when we went and looked at it, it's really hard to find what FedRAMP compliant really means. So we decided to build our own little table, and it's out there available on, on the SOUP website, www.sewp.nasa.gov. Go into Tools, the FedRAMP link. Anybody can go to it. It shows a, a summary of all of the FedRAMP compliant current products, not not just SOUP, on SOUP, but Everything that is FedRAMP compliant in the world, which agencies it's compliant for, what level it's at, um, and uh, and all of the information that you can find other places, which we do, but are scattered. So we've summarized it into one table. Um, and then if you're a government customer, you can then log in and see which companies have identified that they have those products available on their contracts. Cool. How innovative is that? Well, yeah. Right. And, and But, you know... It, it, 
here's the 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 kicker you you mentioned earlier you have a content team hopefully the content is not simply being pushed out it's also resident somewhere at the website and and this is what a lot of uh particularly the smaller contractors still don't seem to get the more informationally robust your website the more traffic you'll get from the people you're trying to serve so are there govies out there who don't necessarily get FedRAMP? Probably. Um, are you helping them understand better? Because I've been trying to get one company through the FedRAMP process now for two years, and it's really uh, um, painful. <laughs> and, Mark, to, to follow on to that, I mean, from the industry side, I mean, it's, it's extremely helpful to have. I mean, we're a prime on a contract, and we'll talk to a customer, and they'll ask us questions about, you know, anything regarding the vehicle. Um, and not only can we tell them because we're always informed about the latest of what's going on through soup to RPMs and RPMs to, to us. Um, but also we can point them back to soup. There's FAQs on the website. There are so many other resources there that they can go and research it themselves. And I won't say it takes the, you know, we're happy to help customers as industry, of course, but it's also nice to know, hey, here is a link to the information I'm telling you. And it's right here on the soup website. There's, right. There's and no you can room give for them a specific URL, not just a NASA soup. Exactly. You can give <clears throat> them specific information. There's no, you know, misinterpretation there. And that's, it's, it, you know, there's a partnership there, right? Of, of we're, te- we're saying the same thing and we're helping get to the same end result. So the, the the other area I want to point out that that is not not so much new, but it's evolving and it's definitely um, I think exploded into the agency usage um, is what we call agency catalogs, um, and that that was a concept I came up with at the beginning of Soup Five to allow customers to say, well, if if I want to buy printers, why can't I just go to a place that shows me printers that my agency has deemed okay for me to buy? Mm-hmm. Uh, so agencies can come to us now, and and we have somewhere in the vicinity of. Uh, 50 or more con- uh, catalogs now um, of different types from radios to printers, networking equipment, um, even services, um, software licensings. Um, NASA uses it for software licensing um, where an, an agency can then say, oh, if you want to buy a printer, we've already identified the printers on Soup. Here they are. Go go look at them and buy from this list. Um, and, and we're, we're going to expand upon that this year. That's certainly an area we're going to keep working on as we see our, our customers liking the ability to not just have a, you know, 5 million products to choose from, but a set list of products based on what they're most interested in. Okay. Now, is is the printer thing akin to those uh, 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 predetermined laptop desktops that GSA came up with a couple of years ago? Well, it wasn't GSA. It was it was a, a group of us, including okay. Soup and, and NIH and, and GSA. We came up with the uh, government strategic solutions. That's actually the yeah. the uh, w- where we started with the concept of agency catalog. Is how do we make that available as a strategic solution? So that was your pilot. Yeah, essentially, it was our pilot. It's it's where because up until then, Soup and Soup still is dynamic. You can get what you want immediately put on the contract, but that's not what you want when you're strategic. You want to know that it's on the contract. You want to know what the pricing is going to be. You want to know that, that you have access to it. So we have both now. We have the dynamic piece still available where, where if it's not on, we can get it on, but we can also let an agency be strategic and say, you know, this is what I want to purchase. Don't keep changing it on me. Here's, here's where it is. And, and whether it's laptops and desktops, printers, radios, whatever it might be. As a vendor, does that help? Oh, absolutely. I think, uh, <clears throat> you know, you have... Um, it, it, based on it's it's extremely efficient. It streamlines the entire process. Um, and from our perspective, 
um, we're able to work with the OEM partners that we have to make these work smoothly and efficiently so that the government gets exactly what they need quickly. Um, yeah, it's it's been great. It's been a success for sure. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of reminds me, Max Peterson, when he was at CDW, would meet with a sales rep. Max was the vice president of sales at CDWG. Um, sales rep would come in and give a sales report, and he goes, oh, I can't crack this one agency because they say they can't buy off you know this and max would go listen we have soup we have 70 we have ecs which is now ciocs he says every agency buys off of at least one of these vehicles go back to your customer um so uh and cdw then and now is largely product driven so uh you have those three vehicles you win and um, since since you mentioned product, I'm going to do one last plug for services. It is an, a, um, definitely no longer a product contract, as you mentioned. It's a right. solutions contract. It actually has been for the past. Since Soup 3, we've made a solutions. But it, it grew tremendously in scope in Soup 5. As long as the, the solution, is, the services are related to a product, not, you know, so... Not standalone. It, yeah. it, well, it can be standalone services related to a product. <laughs> um, so um, things, but if it's just like a business analyst, no. But if it's a if it's somebody who's actually going to um, to manage a, a, a product to do network servicing through, through the life of the network, um, AV solutions we've seen um, that is definitely a growing piece of soup. Is and we're trying to make sure that we're clear on on that definition. Um, so if, if a customer or industry is interested. Um, they certainly should let us know, and we can make sure that they they pick the right types of services that fit us. Right. If there's ever a question on our side, we just ask. You know, you don't get your hand slapped for asking, right? She'll right. the the program, the staff, they'll always say to you, "Well, you know, here's what we like, here's what we don't like. You need to adjust this piece." Um, and you you know, then we're smarter for the next time. So it, it makes it it works. So when you Marcus Fidelli slash Red River call Soup, does somebody real answer the phone, or do you get? Pay attention. Our program has changed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Select one, two. No, no. Somebody answers the phone. Absolutely. And if in the off chance, you know, if you're trying to contact, uh, uh, you can also use chat feature. Um, there's also, I think if you chat after hours, it lets you know that it's after hours, but we'll touch base with you right away. So, yeah, absolutely. Somebody picks up the phone. And, and that's one of the things with the customers that they really appreciate is that they have somebody they can talk to. And and Joanne has a very efficient um, ticketing system so the calls that come in are tracked and she's able to uh, understand what the issues are, the hot button issues with the customers and make sure everything gets resolved properly. You, okay. you, you you sort of mentioned at one point that that we don't take a day or anymore. We actually used to say we take a day to do things. I realized that was too long. We actually take minutes now to do things. So uh, whatever it is that that you deal with with soup, it's we we measure our success in minutes. Right. Well, my my final question was going to be how many rubber ducks do you have? Um, <laughs> but I'll I'll tell a short story instead. Do you still have that great big one that Max gave you about ten years ago? I yes I. Yes. Yeah, I, I bought that for him in New Hampshire, and I have its brother in my office next to my soup duck collection <laughs> and and next to my soup badge collection. Uh, both of you, thank you so much for coming in. Marcus Fidelli of Red River, Joanne Wojtek of Soup. This is not my day job. I advise companies on all aspects of marketing to the government. Uh, and, and over the last couple of years, I've done a lot of training in social selling, leveraging LinkedIn 
to uh, create prospects, to create leads, to help companies uh, build out that agency-based marketing program particularly, but broader than that. Uh, so if you're interested in that at all, drop me a line at mark at federaldirect.net. And thank you for listening to Amtower Off-Center. You've been listening to Amtower Off-Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Tune in Mondays at noon or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com.